Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself, King Davis Wimbledon in the corner. Hope everyone had a fantastic sports weekend. Obviously, the football uh, was showing off. Although, not a ton of great games. Uh, some moments. That kid will catch. We'll remember that. Uh, we'll circle up on the football in a minute. Let's go circle up on some baseball. We didn't do any baseball last week because it's about that time of year, huh? Uh, we really hit the dry spell. Can only talk about Correa so many times. Uh, I guess what's the next? You think there will be a Bauer update? That's could be on know. the timeline. Could not be on the like timeline, there's, right? Like there's a chance it is never on the timeline. It's a chance we I haven't. Anything can happen there. It's a chance we don't talk about that for a little bit. But when what we can talk about is that there was a big trade. Uh, Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, who had been rumored to be traded for a while now. Uh, the Marlins, you know, one of the few teams with pitching depth and haven't been able to hit for the entirety of their franchise outside of the World Series years. Congratulations, Marlins fans. Uh, Pablo Lopez is traded to the Twins uh, in a little bit of a surprise. Uh, with a couple prospects for Luis Arise, the uh, kind of the full blown breakout year from Luis Arise, the <laughs> however you want to look at it, whether he's utility, super utility, or he doesn't have a position. Uh, but he did go to the All Star game last year. He got MVP votes. He was your batting champion, silver slugger. Um, I love the way Luis Arise hits. Um, it's it's obviously contacty. Bless you, BBD. But last year, 316, 375, a 420 slugging, which is nothing to sneeze at, a 130 OPS plus, 795 OPS. Now, he is one of the few players that OPS should not matter as much. It uh, should be consumed a little differently. Yes, he, he's measured on batting average and on base percentage. Like... 375 is a real number. That's, you know, for some of the contact you guys that you think of, even when they're they're hitting around 300, some of those guys are, you know, 313 on base. The Eddie Rosarios, the Eddie Escobars. How about that? A couple Eddies. Um, 375 is a real on base percentage. And the other thing, and something that I went back to with Big Aaron Judge a lot last year, very different players. Look at the career numbers. Luis Arise. He is 25. He turns 26 in April. Career, 314, 374, 410, 784. So, last year, his best full year. He had a very nice rookie year in 2019. Last year, his best full year. More walks than strikeouts. Didn't mention that on Talking Baseball. Wish we did. I know how horned up that gets Trev. 50, 50 walks, 43 strikeouts. The dude's a different breed. Um, 120 OPS plus career lifetime. Like, he should be on the up and up. More walks and strikeouts career. This dude is real. The bat-to-ball skills are amazing. Uh, it looks a little different than he does it. There's a little pop there. 31 doubles. I, I mean, for it's what a, he's he... He's not just slapping it. For what he's doing, it's more than enough. Uh, it's more than enough. And this guy at the top of any lineup, or maybe I should say most lineups, is a problem and a dude you just don't want to see. You are not in the driver's seat. He is. 
you're kind of hoping that he hits it at somebody. Um, I mean, he's the the preeminent doesn't strike out guy in baseball for a few years now. These stats are silly. I mean, he's 25. He just won his no- another batting title. I would probably bet at the DraftKings Sportsbook that he wins another one. You can place a bunch of bets at DraftKings Sportsbook. The football that we're getting to in a little bit, they've got $5. Bet $5 on any either game this weekend, and you'll get $200 in free bonus bets. They got their same game parlay. Bet on whatever you want. I placed a few this weekend. Ups and downs. That's what I'll say. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team, any playoff game, and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code BAKERS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, this guy, Luis Arias, that I love so much. If the Yankees traded for him, my God. I'd be going bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yanks were a team he'd be, his offense is very much a fit on, and it's most teams. Also, if anybody, we have a violin player at our wedding, and we need a couple good songs for the violin. If you know any good violin covers, maybe If you maybe know songs below. That, that play on that violin. That play on the violin. I spent most of my yesterday, not most of my yesterday, but I spent a good chunk listening to violin covers. They were kind of nice. A little relaxing. I imagine, like... When you find a good one, like, that can really Oh, happen. yeah, it slaps. That's why you're doing it. Different level. And levels by Avicii is in play. Um, so, Luis Arise, player I like so much. Pablo Lopez, a nice starting pitcher. You know, guy can give you a 2-3 starting pitcher effort uh, over the course of a full season. And Twins fans, I, I know they're hurting for Marias because... What that brings every day, and Jimmy was on this on Talking Baseball, Jimmy was on this on Talking Yanks this year, with your Joey Gallo types and some of the new guys uh, in baseball that are pop only, and Joey Gallo, by the way, new Minnesota twin, um, what Luis Arise brings on an everyday basis is insane. He's going to put the ball on the bat four times a game. And that just gives you a chance. Um, and he won the batting title, and that's a guy that, you know, there's heartstrings there. Called up in your org, still young. He's got kind of a thick face to him. People Mm. like that. Um, There's a chance he was going to be a guy that you, like, just had forever. I mean, this is a guy that, in theory, if you lock him up to one of those Braves extensions, which is possible, right, because he doesn't play too much defense currently. He's got three years of control left right now. Three years of control. If if you wanted to throw a five-year extension on there, like, you know, you're you're looking at a guy that's going to have a chance to compete for the batting title for eight years. That's a player you love. So Twins fans were a little bummed. But I think baseball-wise, they're stoked. Uh, They had another pitcher, uh, Pablo Lopez. He's currently slated as their one, which it's an interesting scope. Like they have a couple guys with the same argument for it. I mean, him, yes. Sonny Gray, and Joe Ryan, uh, you know, pick out of a hat on any given day. Tyler Molly, don't forget about him, man. He got hurt. He's had a couple nice years with the Reds. Kenta Maeda coming back. And Chris Paddock, who they just yeah. locked up to an extension, actually. He should be back at some point this year. But they have pitching. And this was the point I... On their pitching depth, like Bailey Ober, nice year last sure, year. Sure, he's a pitcher. He's, he's now there. Major league guy. He's now in AAA to start this year, it looks like. Josh Winder, AJ Alexi, Simeon like, Woods. Guys who showed stuff. Louis Varlin, we've talked about him before. Mm. Um, 
that the Twins, they have a little pitching depth. And the part I drove home, man, Jorge Lopez and uh, Duran at the back of their bullpen, that's, that is the best 8th, ninth inning, potentially 7, 8, 9, that the Twins have had in my memory. Maybe going back to everyday Eddie Gordado, Latroy Hawkins. Uh, they have Pagan back there, Teal Bar, like Alcala can twirl it. So the Twins have fully addressed their pitching. They trade from their hitting depth. The lineup doesn't look as impressive as past years, if I am being honest. Buxton, Correa, Polanco, Kepler. Eee. Kepler and Gallo, eee. guys that are hoping to regress back up with less shifts. Jose Miranda kind of broke out for them last year. Um, he is now fully slated in, and they need him to be good with the rise being out. Be real. Kirilov is around, you know, former top prospect. He kind of hasn't given it the full go. Remember, he got his debut in the playoffs for the Twins, and we did some LOL Twins there. Christian Vasquez behind the dish, love that. And then they got options, Nick Gordon, Larnack. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a veteran, um, whether it's uh, a Luke Voigt or I, I saw a couple other, David Peralta, I don't know. They, they've got a couple more at-bats to be had that. And they're it, still rumored to, to have another outfield move. Right, they've there. been rumored in some other trades, so we'll, we'll see if anything else happens there. But, um, you know, they have a couple at-bats to be had, and if you had told Twins fans, hey, you can have Pablo Lopez, Arias is out, um, and say they do add a veteran, like a Peralta or Luke Voigt or whoever it is, if I told you Lopez and Luke Voigt or Lopez and Peralta versus Arise, I think you'd say Pablo Lopez. Um, I think. Um, so let's see what else the Twins do. I'm starting to drink some Twins Kool-Aid, which, you know, that's not a phrase you say a lot. Uh, and if you've had, you've had some egg on your face. Um, and going back to a couple weeks when we did... Uh, the, the Wake and Jake winners and losers, um, biggest graphic in Wake and Jake history. Let me see if I can get there quick. I think I had the Twins as, they were losers, which I don't think you could say that anymore. Yeah. It was and that was pre-agency. It was pre-Korea. Korea right? wasn't there yet. Yep. So, I mean, if you're a Twins fan, you have to be on cloud nine. You, you've brought in Korea. You've brought in uh, Pablo Lopez. And, by the way... Maybe I'm too optimistic, but Joey Gallo should be better. Maybe. I can't imagine he'll be any worse. <laughs> if he's worse, he's not playing. So I guess I guess that's the, the game you're playing. Getting him the year shifts go away is a gamble. Worth taking. If he's anything like In the a wind previous park. if he's anything like a previous version of Joey Gallo, uh the twins have some hope. Uh or him and Kepler could be bad. The other side of this trade, the Marlins. And, hey, I love the player they got, and they needed hitting. And Arise has an extra year compared to Pablo Lopez, and I think that's kind of why the prospects got kicked in there. They're long shots. They're kids. Hey, if one of them clicks, you guys know it'll be a, a fun anecdote that we'll talk about for 15 years. If they don't, you'll never hear from them again. Baseball, mm -hmm. Susan. Um, I mentioned that Luis Arise... If he was added to almost any other team. Like the pure value, like it, but... I'm going to do a wind sprint right now. Orioles, sure, upstart last year. Knock yourself out. Boston, they always hit team identity. Pencil them in for another batting title. White Sox needed hitting. 
Cleveland always, well, they had hitting, but you'd like them. Why not? Up-and-coming team. Detroit, literally nobody hits at all. So, yeah, you'd like that. Royals, maybe not. I don't know. I'd, I'd even, They've like, got gar- Guardians, guys. they do, like, Quan does that for them. They don't need him, but, you know, you'd say he's a good piece for yeah. them. He's not the, the ideal fit. But. Angels, we probably LOL Angels, but what if I told you Luis Arias was hitting in front of Trout and Otani? I want an LOL that. That'd be dope. Twins, kind of covered them. Yankees covered them. Oakland, all right. Don't count, basically. Seattle, we'd get hype. Rays, we'd get hype. Texas Rangers, we'd get hype. Toronto, we'd get super hype. The dude Mm. would lead the league in runs scored. National League, snakes, okay. Bite your tongue. Braves, sure. Go win a batting title, score a bunch of runs. Cubs, sure. They're rebranding. Cincinnati, no. They're kind of sad. Rockies, eh. Dodgers, absolutely. Milwaukee, sure. We drink all the Brewers Kool-Aid we can. Mets, why not? Jeff McNeil, 2.0. Phillies, absolutely. Pirates, okay. Even they've had like a little tilt-up that we'd be like, all right. Cut. Like we'd be like, oh, I thought they'd go for some more pop, but all right. Hayes, G-Man. I'd have fun with it. Padres, absolutely. Giants, yes. Cardinals, yes. Nats, no. So, just burning through the 30 teams, Marlins are one of five that it doesn't super jazz me up. Now, it can. The problem is their division, and they don't have the pop. Um, You know, they brought in Gene Segura this offseason. Uh, who we like, Gene. More so, more so bottom of the lineup, but he can he can be up there and slap it around and get some hits. Jazz Chisholm, 25. He is projected to have a 25 and 25 year. He's low-key a stud. Uh, Garrett Cooper is nice. Avisail Garcia can be nice. Jorge Soler back, but nice. can be hot. Um, so with the rise at the top of this lineup, uh, they're just missing. I, what I said on Talking Baseball was the Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, they're, missing, they're missing basically an MVP candidate, which is really tough. Cause, like a lot of teams would say that. Because, yeah, any team is missing an MVP candidate in their division. I just don't know what it means. And, hey, maybe we'll find out. The shift is going away. They're, the Marlins are reported... Reportedly in on Yuli Gurriel, another guy who's won a batting title recently. It's it's past reportedly in. Like, they're saying he's signing. It's just kind of a matter a matter of dollars and cents, if you will. Um, That's what a contract is in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. I don't know, man. I, they, and they had been rumored sort of all offseason to be in. They were going to trade their pitching depth for, like, like capital I impact bat. Right. Uh, and arise. Yes, is that I he, love the player. He is. I they they needed like lefty thump. Um, they need. But if they, they get need thump, yeah, they need thump in general. Soler and Garcia bounce back. Feels like we're asking a lot, but yeah, I I don't know. I uh, and you wonder if there's something up. Uh, some and that's where I could like the arise move if their next trade is. You know, they've got a bunch of young pitchers. Lazardo, Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, Max Meyer, Sixto Sanchez. You know, that's without mentioning Sandy. 
if they can have, and by the way, the other guy who's supposed to be an absolute dude, Yuri Perez, uh, is a number number two overall prospect in baseball. He's supposed to yeah. be kind of next for them. He's a he's a freak show, I think. Yeah, six eight. Um, so if he enters the timeline, say next year, who's going to be their next Pablo Lopez? Is it Edward Cabrera if he has a big year? If they could then trade him for the thump, then do we have something in Miami? Do they got some okay. kid we don't know about yet that they really believe like, in? I, in the value of the trade, I can I can be talked into it. You just always wish there's more in Miami, and it's it's kind of, it's a little bit of a bummer, right? Because can this team go pull to pull with the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves? No. Um. I wonder what the next thing is. I wonder what the next thing is. Um, because it's it's either at the trade deadline this year or it's next off season. And hey, maybe it's part of a Kim Ang masterpiece that we haven't yet found out. Value wise, it's not awful at all. I, like I said, especially if they were to lock up a rise, and even if they don't, I mean, through twenty twenty six, three years of twenty twenty five, three years. So. Is a guy who I said is going to compete for the batting title with you either need something else around it. If you're going to compete for a batting title, you need a little bit of power or get on base. He gets on base. He like has good at bats. So get, gets on base, gets the doubles. He fakes it at kind of every position. So I guess wherever the hole is, give, all right, that's where he'll be. Like, Seems like second base for this year. I know I keep saying it and I doubt it'll ever happen because it's in division. And he's on that team-friendly contract, and I might be buying stock in him to win MVP this year. Ronald Acuna Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., who I've... There's some rumors he's not the most beloved guy in Atlanta. I mean, that I was saying that coyly, but, you know, the him not running the bases, and, uh, you know, he's had a couple lackadaisical moments, and is it his team? There's Freddie's, and then Freddie left, and then Ronnie's been out. They won the World Series without him. If Ronald Acuna had a couple moments and ended up, I don't know, on a trade block and there was kind of a blockbuster, say Sandy got involved. Sandy for Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr., Jazz Chisholm, cleaning up after Arias, Segura, some other guys. I don't know. Do I like that team more? I have no idea. I have no idea. Unfortunately, with the Marlins, it becomes a lot of a moot point. Um... Good for the Twins. Twins fans circled up on this a couple weeks ago. You did not have Carlos Correa. You did not have Pablo Lopez. Out for those two is technically a rise. I know one's a free agent. Um, And we'll see if Kepler gets in the mix or anything. But the Twins have kind of turned their offseason around and what their outlook looks like for for the season in, in a couple moves. And that's the difference here. The Marlins' outlook for this season has not changed. Yeah. It hasn't. It hasn't. What Pablo Lopez can bring you and what Luis Arias will bring you does not change the outcourse of their season. So you hope this is the start of a couple moves for the Marlins, that when those other injured pitchers I mentioned are healthy, leads to something else, but as of right now, can't. Fourth There's, in the East. It's like, yeah, ceiling. Fourth in the East. The, the jazz part... 
Like he was like a good second baseman, man. Like yeah, it's a that's like so much more of a risk than we're giving credit for. Like a, a, he has the athleticism and the skill to for it all work. But they got him and Gene are both like good defensive second baseman, and Arise is gonna get it over there. Their infield's still a mess because I mean Segura's listed at third. Yeah, and, he and they said like that's and, the that's the plan. So it's I like mean, what's happening? It's this team's like a shortstop. If they had a great power hitting shortstop, if they had Correa, I mean that would do. Correa's a two hundred million dollar player. I'm not even going to do that game. Jazz Chisholm says he's going to win the Gold Glove. Uh, I would. I'm excited to see it because position changes are fun to see. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good, but there's going to be learning curve and all that. And he's he's got time to figure it out. There's going to be you know money Mike, money Mike in Atlanta. He might be you know, third best center fielder in his division. So I love the confidence from Jazz. I bet he's nasty out there. Crazy uh, sprint percentile, and if you've caught a fly ball, you can catch a fly ball, but to be good at it, <laughs> there is another level to it. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know where Miami's at with Jazz. I don't know where Jazz is at with Miami. Um, hey, this team has a chance to be fun. Jazz, Segura, Arias. They bring in Yuli. Kind of Miami vibes. They come pitch. South South Bish. Um, good for the Twins. Hopefully good for the Marlins in a couple years or something. But uh, otherwise, funky little MLB offseason trade. Let's see what the next one is. Feels like we're still due. Feels like we're still due. We're going to get another. Another good one, you know? Another something juicy. Uh, speaking of juicy, let's... Go to the Football Americana, the divisional round, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Cron pot in it. We had Panic join us. He was fantastic and had a, had a little bit of a sniff on a couple of these games. The first game of the weekend, Chiefs-Jaguars, as we all settle in, the kind of late afternoon game. Let's get into it. Let's watch the Chiefs go to work and pummel these Jaguars, right? Whoa, Mahomes gets rolled up on. It's a real one. You're wondering, it's one of those weird, like, full leg things. You're wondering, like, is that hip? Is that knee? Is that ankle? Uh, turned out it was ankle. And, I mean, talk about live moments and reactions and what you're feeling. If, you, if everyone remembers, Mahomes, you know, it gets rolled up on. It's ugly. Goes, goes out, gets checked on. Basically, stays in. Like, they, they take the time. He comes back in, and he's hopping around. He does a handoff. It's like a full stretch one. He's got to hop and jump to get there. Everyone's like, whoa, buddy. I don't know. I don't know about this. Stays out for a couple more plays. Comes back in. They go to Chad Henney. Little Hennessy Saturday night. Mahomes sprints into the locker room. Okay, sprint. Gets an x-ray. Fair. It's Patrick Mahomes. Comes back out. He's on the sideline, which I'm no medical doctor yet, working on it. But Patrick Mahomes just standing on whatever they think is an injured ankle in the cold of Kansas City felt like it just wasn't the play. Like, I don't know, either stay in the locker room or... I, I kind of understood why it was... The best thing I had was, like, if Chad Henney were to get hurt, like, Mahomes would still be their next 
so he's kind of got to be out there. But I don't know. If you think Patrick Mahomes' ankle is messed up, you should be actively looking at this. That wouldn't have been my problem solving, having him stand in the cold. Anyways, Mahomes is standing there, and you're all kind of doing a, what is this? Why is this? Meanwhile, Chad Henney drives the boys 90-plus yards for a touchdown. Ends up being pretty important. Um, we go to halftime. The Jags, credit to them. They had a really nice, uh, they had a nice drive to score their first touchdown. You were like, okay. Are the boys confident? Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Doug Peterson, do they believe in what they're doing? Uh, they did a little bit, but they were still outmatched. Mahomes comes out at halftime, and he's full tilt and playing, which, again, makes the previous stuff a, just a little bizarre. Um, but the Chiefs end up rolling. They're up 20-10. to 10. Jags, they score 20-17. to 17. Chiefs answered right back to make it 10 points again. Um, Jacksonville was driving. I just, I mentally had forgotten about this. Mm. Trevor Lawrence bowls a dude over. Like big third or fourth down. Let me double check. Big third down. Third and 10. Kansas City 21 yard line. You know, field goal. Does that really do anything for you against the Chiefs? For a lot of teams, it does not. Trevor Lawrence, 12 yard run. Bowls a guy over, and you have one of those moments where you forget how big quarterbacks are. Like Trevor Lawrence is, he's the size of a tight end, and he can probably run a four seven four eight in full pads. He bowls a dude over, and you're like, "Damn, all right, Trevor Lawrence, let's see some." They throw a short pass to Agnew, who's returning kicks and looked nasty. He goes to tuck the ball, fumbles it. Chiefs get it. And then you just kind of have that moment like it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Kansas City gets a field goal to do one of those two-for-one NFL, give yourself a chance, kick the field goal. That way if you get the onside kick, that's kind of your only hope at that point. They don't get the onside kick. Travis Kelsey, if I was doing bros of the night, flashback, he would get one. Um... 14 catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns. And by the way, there was a missed, like, wide-open 20-yard pass that everyone was shocked because Kelsey and Mahomes feel like they never miss or just don't link up. I I just want it to... It's sunk in with me, and I, I don't... Maybe that's a little too dramatic, but the Jacksonville Jaguars all week <laughs> said, let's... <laughs> Let's not have Travis Kelsey beat us. And he got 14 catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns. That just blows my mind, man. As, as someone who even, you know, fancied myself a, a, a good Madden player back in the day. L- like, don't you start there? Like, let's put two on him. And if Juju Smith-Schuster or Noah Gray beats you, you live with that. I... I'd struggle having Kelsey live with me. The counter to that, and we talked about it with Justin Panic, is <laughs> they're really good. Uh, so it almost becomes one of those, <laughs> how much do you bother? Because you don't really shut those two down. You don't really shut those two down. Um, Chiefs, I guess we'll, cir- we'll circle up on them in a moment because you probably know who they're facing, but they'll be hosting a home game, uh, which was discussed a lot, and we're going to hear, my God. I was, 
I actually had a moment of relief from when I used to be, I don't know, just a sports addicted middle schooler, and like all I all I did was ESPN. Like the talk around Mahomes' ankle this week is going to be insane. So many updates. Um, I'm glad I'm not as tuned in as I used to be, because it's going to be an update festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was your first game. We ease in. You have a little bit of a Mahomes scare. Here we go. Me and BBD were meeting up at Billy's, talking Giants watch party. We sold like 300 tickets. We got a bunch of the company there. The vibes are good. You got some space, but you got some energy. Football energy is different. I very much appreciate that after the last two talking Giants parties. Um, you know, every five-yard gain is a woo. Ric Flair. Uh, and, yeah, I... I remember I told, I think I was talking to Jeff right before kickoff. And I said, let's have a game. You know, touch down a touchdown at the half, down 10. Hope. Because every Giants fan that walked into that bar knew that there was a chance, a good chance the Giants were going to lose the game. All, everyone hoped that it was going to be a good game. And they were super hoping that they were going to win. It got ugly quick. Uh, 14-0 in the first, 14-0 in the second. Uh, and that, that 21 nothing was early on um, into the third. Eagles, they stopped him on one of the first four drives for the punt. Uh, wait, let me do that again. One of the first five, the other four touchdowns. 28 nothing at halftime. Um, man, it's funny the little moments that I feel in sports are do matter and would have changed a lot of the scope of this game. The Eagles' first touchdown on third down, Dallas Goddard, one hand, mm. really nice catch. He probably makes that catch... Four out of ten times? I don't know. Like that exact He's catch. good. He's a big guy. You know, if you run he got that, like a full mid on it. If Yeah, if you... It's a nice play, and it's not a play you're shocked he made. It's a nice play. If that doesn't go there and Philadelphia kicks a field goal, like, I, I don't know. I do think game path would have made this a little more of a game. Things just... After that, it was over. Good team versus mediocre team. Giants fans end up shaking hands and not being too broken up about it because you knew there was a chance for this. Um, I don't know. Anything else, Biebs? Boston Scott. No, you wish it didn't happen like this. Boston Scott always. Um, it would have been nice for it to be a game for the season they had. They earned They earned the, this opportunity, um, but the Eagles are a different class, so it was, I don't want to say easy to stomach, because again, they got they got blown out, but the the loss itself isn't what was hard to take, like, yeah, you expected that. Yeah, yeah, just uh, how it, how it happened, um, and it'll start kind of a fun offseason for the Giants, I know talking Giants, they enjoyed their postseason <laughs> run, but Daniel Jones and Saquon, currently up in the air. Yeah, and they have... Some other like down the the depth chart guys that are interesting conversations when you're in the giant world. 
Julian it's, Love, what do you do? It's uh, Got I don't a draft know. well. It's, it's just funny. You do this whole you do this whole season, and then you're sitting here, and there's you know, will Saquon be back? I don't know. I mean, look at look at how Zeke has gone in Dallas. Daniel Jones, you have to figure he's back some way. But if there's no Zeke, who's back there with them? Will they get a wide receiver? They've been without a wide receiver one for yeah. so long now. Is that what the draft will be? Are uh, making another move? So going to be a fun offseason for Giants. Make sure you check out, check out Talking Giants. And the Eagles roll, and they look like the dominant team they were to start the year. And people were asking questions. Hurts had had a couple mad games. They were leaking into the playoffs a little bit. They turned up the screws, and they... They looked really, really good. So, on Sunday, and the Sunday games are brought to you by DraftKings. Reminder, code BAKERS. That'll get you $5. Well, when you make your first bet on either of the games this weekend, you get $5 and you receive two bonus bets. $200 in bonus bets at DraftKings. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code BAKERS. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL playoff game. Get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code BAKERS only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for them tales. The Sunday games, which people were more excited for, let's be honest. The, the Jaguars and the Giants, they, have, they had some overlap in how I think people probably viewed them. You're hoping to get a game from them. You expected a game on Sunday. Jags more or less did their part. I mean, it, it was around it. Um, Fourth quarter mattered. Bengals Bills. Our Justin Panic hyped this as the game he was the most excited about. He kind of thought the Super Bowl winner may be coming from this game. We'll find out if he's right. But it may have not been the team you thought it would be. And I don't think it was the script you thought it would be. Again, I like, I like going through the scope of where it started and how we got there. Coming into this game, <clears throat> the Bills' question marks were uh, their D-line. Uh, since Von Miller had gone down, their D-line hadn't, hadn't been anything. The defense had kind of been mediocre. They also, we know DeMar Hamlin, obviously... Got hurt and crazy story and all that. He's going to be in the house. He was in the house. They also lost uh, a member, of, a couple members of their secondary, and flash forward, they lose a couple more members of their secondary in this game. The Bengals on the road in Buffalo, historically a incredibly tough place to play a playoff game. The Bills' record in Buffalo in playoff games is like insane. The Bengals, they come into this game. They're missing three starting O-linemen. How often have you heard something like that be the story the next Monday? That you're like, yeah, no left tackle. Oh, both tackles were hurt, so they, uh, they just never had a chance. It didn't affect the Bengals at all. Uh, Joe Burrow put on a clinic. The Bills' defense looked... As uninspired, and I, I hate using that because, I mean, you know, DeMar, DeMar was in the stands and they, uh, you know, the place is going nuts. So uninspired with everything else going on feels wrong, but it's what it felt like. And more so, I guess, than uninspired. They just couldn't get off the field. They, they had their three or four third down moments, third downs and long. Whereas, like, if you get off the field now... You can make something happen here. You can make the Bengals clench up a little bit, and they couldn't do it. Um, 
the only real third down stop they had, or it felt like they had, uh, was that Jamar Chase, is it a catch, is it not a catch at the end of the end zone? Two of the NFL's best players, Matt Milano at middle linebacker is a stud. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously a stud. Um, you know, that call could go any different way in any different game. I think according to the rules, it wasn't a catch. Um, that was the Bills' like best play slash stop. Kept four points off the board. Um, there were so many other moments where they just needed one, someone to step up and make the play. And on the D-line where, you know, again, you got three, three offensive linemen filling in, and they could never kind of have that third down sack or a strip sack or anything or just someone in Joe Burrow's face to make him make the wrong throw. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Bills offense didn't have a lot of answers. Um, Josh Allen didn't really run the ball. That's when the Bills are at their most dynamic. Uh, I still, I, I would have to tune into a Talking Bills to see what, what that's about. Um, he also, uh, towards the later part of this game, it was kind of already decided he gets whacked a couple times that were pretty ugly and he was definitely playing banged up by the end. Um, but a couple third down calls on offense that are just inexcusable. I think their first drive, they had a third and three, um, and they went for kind of a, a deeper throw down the field. The guy was kind of open, but they missed him. It was snowing. Like, Josh Allen was running to his left and trying to hit a guy in stride. It was a tough throw. Didn't complete it. And then there was another third down later in the game where I think it was third and two. And instead of doing the play to get a first down, in a game in a situation where you can't give the ball back, you need to rest your defense, they're doing nothing against the Bengals. You got to get that first down. They chucked the ball 40 yards down the field to Gabe Davis. Awesome throw. Hits Gabe Davis in stride. But he's had some of the most drops in the NFL the past year. <laughs> Sneeze. I'm okay. You can't do that in that situation. Um, Gabe Davis drops it, and there was decent coverage there. It was an awesome throw. But those two plays, you're now giving the ball back uh, to Cincinnati. And, and they dominated you offensively all day. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I want to give, mostly let's give credit to the Bengals because let's go back to the start. The three offensive linemen, that could have been an easy excuse. We don't talk about the Bengals' defense a lot. I don't know if anyone ever really talks about the Bengals' defense, but they're pretty good. They're going back to their second. Good group. They're going back to their second uh, AFC championship game, potentially Super Bowl. You obviously know Chase. Mixon gets 100 on the ground. Whenever P. Ryan fills in, he looks fine. Joe Burrow is special. Uh, and this is the thing I've kind of teed up on Wake and Jake for the past couple weeks now, right? Like I said, what if, what if Joe Burrow beat Josh Allen in Buffalo uh, in that regular season game? Well, guess what? He did it in the playoffs. And he's the one that went to the Super Bowl last year. And he's the one that leads the Cincinnati Bengals, like a historically sad franchise with some of the most swagger and just so composed. Joe Burr, man, uh, he's awesome. Josh Allen, I don't think people are going to turn on him, but I think there's going to be a little less, is he like the, like coming in the season, people were trying to say Josh Allen was better than Mahomes. I, I don't think there's too much 
of an argument there. Um, here's what I will say. Sean McDermott, the Buffalo head coach, he's got a couple moments that do not impress me. Um, I mentioned it with Panic, uh, that New England Patriots win game that the Patriots refused to throw the ball, and then so did the Bills, but they had Josh Allen, and Patriots had Mac Jones. Um, they lost that game. Uh, and then before Josh Allen, before Josh Allen became the guy that was going to compete with Patrick Mahomes, think about who Mahomes was for, and still is. He's like, he's kind of 1-1. Like, the way he plays when it's at its best is unstoppable. People have him. His at his best is as best as an NFL quarterback has ever played. And they, Josh Allen is now competing with that. So it's a little bit of my, like, Chargers theory that I don't know how good a, a coach Sean McDermott is. I don't think he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that. But I don't know if you can put him in the ranks with the high-level coaches. They've got a pretty good roster there. Josh Allen's pretty good. They've had a couple really nice seasons, but now they come up short again. Last year was Kansas City who clipped them in an incredible game. That was a whoever got the ball last. Uh, and I think that was even the overtime game. So that's tough. But the Chiefs ended up beating, or got beat by the Bengals. So... You could do that. They lose here. Interested to see what's next for them. Bengals 27 to 10. I think a lot of people thought the Bengals could win. I don't think anyone thought they could blow them out in Buffalo. Um, and they just had control the whole time. The whole time. Which led us in to that final game. Cowboys, Niners. I mean, kind of as iconic as the NFL can get. Maybe the Green Bay Packers logo in there. Uh, but it's Niners Cowboys. Brock Purdy. How is he going to hold up against a Dallas defense that's awesome, awesome? I know Micah Parsons gets shouted out the most, but but their defense as a whole is great, and they showed it. They showed it. I mean, this game was mean, ugly, old school football, with a little kick of Brett Maher action. Uh, America's favorite celebrity. Um, punt, 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 interception, field goal. Cowboys, 14 plays and a touchdown with a couple nice third downs. Extra point, blocked. Hilarious, was going to miss. It's almost better it got blocked, so Maher didn't have to watch that. Uh, so we got a 6-6 game. <laughs> The Cowboys are driving bad Dak interception. Uh, gives the ball back to the Niners. They play it as conservative as possible, but they have the huge play to Ayuk. Ends up getting them in field goal range. Good as gold. Robbie Gold, incredible. He is perfect in the postseason. Field goals and extra points. Perfect. That's not a bad way to be remembered. Sorry, Brett Maher. Uh, it's 9-6 to six at halftime. The other big thing that happened, Tony Pollard gets his leg rolled up on. I think they're calling it a broken leg. Hate that. Um, and he clearly, as we're finding out who the Cowboys are, Zeke Elliott is not the same Zeke Elliott. We know that. I still like him as a short yardage back, which I know that makes true NFL people kind of cringe when you hear that. But when you need a third and one, Zeke knows how to wiggle still a little bit. And, and get that. And there's actually a play in this game that he got chopped in the backfield and had to full stretch out. I think everyone gasped because you're like, you're going to fumble that. 
held on to it, got the first down. It was really nice. There's Zeke, still a role for him. Zeke is what he he's He's only that at this point. And a center. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Pollard is explosive. Uh, on every play, it feels like he can break it. Also, what do we know about the Cowboys? CeeDee Lamb's a dude. Uh, he was their whole game plan the second half. Somehow he was still getting the ball, um, and he looked good doing it. He is a dude dude. And it circles back to Dak, who Dak Prescott is good. The conversation around Dak Prescott for his whole career will be how good is Dak Prescott. Because um, on this day, he doesn't have that Burrow, Lamar, Josh Allen, Mahomes, like rank your top six, seven quarterbacks. Russ when he was prime Russ. It doesn't feel like Dak has the takeover in him. That being said, he was going up against the stack Niners team. So I, I don't want to kill Dak, although there could have been a pick six at the end that would have been his third interception on the day. Um, and the box score would have looked different and everything would have helped different. Greenlaw just had it and dropped it. He was gone. That being said, the Niners are stacked. Uh, Purdy is clearly their weakness, and they try to do everything they not to put him in the situation. When they do put him in the situation, he's looked fine. He made a couple big boy throws, like real NFL quarterback throws. Uh, There's a couple moments of panic where you're like, wow, he is a rookie. He almost burnt the first half. He had to just throw the ball out of bounds, uh, threw it out with one second on the clock. Like, that could have been a failure. He had a couple couple throws that could have ended up differently. There was one that was tipped, ended up in a, a digs in the secondary. His hands, he couldn't secure it. Like, this game could have looked and felt different for Brock Purdy. There were two really good NFL defenses on the field. When the Niners score the McCaffrey rushing touchdown, who, by the way, he was banged up. He could only play. They'd only bring him out for third downs, which that's kind of a boss move. Like, yeah. all right, bring in the king. You're ready. Um, it didn't feel like the Cowboys were going to have it, and they didn't. George Kittle made that incredible catch uh, that was on every highlight reel. Um, tip drill doesn't get any better than that. And avoiding what would have been like a massive, massive collision uh, by securing the catch, bringing his body in. Ray Ray McLeod almost blew it with a, a bad punt fumble. The Niners were the better team. It was in San Francisco. Uh, better team, better coach. That McCarthy last play is going to be famous forever for all the wrong reasons. You just needed one lateral, and I would have bought in. Like, if you had gotten the ball somehow behind all your big boys, like, I would have, I could have believed in it to do that. Just throw a slant, and the dude gets rocked while Zeke gets rocked. That's not why McCarthy was outcoached and out talent wise in this game in San Francisco, like all of it. But if you're gonna run that play out there, I need something more than that. Bit uh, of a microcosm. <laughs> it's it, it isn't, it isn't. It's just yeah. it gave everyone a good meme. It gave everyone a new favorite play for a while. Um the Niners are really good. Um and the Cowboys put up a great game and a great fight, but they were outmatched, and without Tony Pollard, they weren't going to be able to go. So it's it's going to be interesting. I was talking to Bobby Skinner a little bit this morning. Um, the Cowboys' dynamic should change upcoming. Like, 
I think Dak's new contract kicks in, which changes a lot of their cap stuff. Zeke's still on the books. I think Tony Pollard's a free agent. Um, I don't know. Interested to see the next step with these Cowboys because um, I think they're going to lose some dudes this year. And they're 12 and 5 in the regular season, but I don't think they're the same ilk as the Niners, um, although they have, you know, the better QB on, on paper. Um, and, I, you know, the Eagles in division had them beat. So, uh, tough ending for Cowboys fans between the final play and the final score. Uh, both those defenses were were awesome. It felt kind of like an old NFL football game where getting a first down felt hard. Sometimes, sometimes you see an NFL game and you're like, this feels like old Big 12 football. Like, this feels like... Oklahoma State, K State, fifty four to forty eight, and usually it's a good product either way. But uh, I think NFL fans like like these kind of games still. Um, well, one of these mixed in, you got it. And it it tees up a fun conference championship weekend. I, I think Eagles Niners is fun. You know, Niners their question marks coming into the season were kind of the quarterback position, and do they have an answer? I don't. <laughs> kinda. Brock Purdy just keeps winning, uh, which is just insanity. Uh, and by the way, one of the more boring press conferences you've ever seen, I don't know if he's scared or nervous or I was making myself laugh, the fact if he was thinking, like, maybe this is really is a dream at this point and, like, I'm not going to enjoy it because I'm going to wake up. Eagles in Philadelphia, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Haven't thought about it too much. I'm sure we will Wednesday. Bengals Chiefs run it back in Arrowhead. Again, the Mahomes updates will be what matters. A lot of football people, you heard you, you heard their booth talking about it. Uh, we're like, the way the Bengals just looked against the Bills, uh, they might be favorites against anyone. And the fact that the Chiefs are only one-point favorites at Arrowhead, that should tell you a lot, man. That should tell you a lot. So, uh, fun weekend of football. Not the one doozy game we were looking for. But I think we got a chance for two next weekend. So later this week, maybe we'll get Big Bobby. I know he's heading out of town. I know we normally do Chris Rose Super Bowl, America's favorite episode. And we'll see if the baseball world provides us anything. Thank you, uh, Amp, Bakers, everyone. Leave a comment. Leave some love. And we will see you on Wednesday. And we'll be live on Amp the rest of the way, I think. so. Lots of love.